0: Welcome to it. Welcome to history, gentlemen. Marty, it's great to see you. How are you doing? Uh, no
1: comment. Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive. Still. I mean, t- the day is young. Uh, th- the day is young, yeah. Um, I imagine I will still remain healthy. Um, unless there's an asteroid or something I'm smashing into the earth, I imagine I'll still stay alive as well. What have you heard? No comment.
0: Um, Okay, now here's here's something I'd like to say just from the start of this thing. And maybe we can lead off the conversation with this, because I've been hearing a lot of talk about this over the last week or so. And I'm just I'm just going to laugh at it because I've been saying and we've all been saying here for the better part of. Well, I mean, I think very heavily over the last year, maybe two, that Donald Trump is only one man. He's one man. That's it. There is a time that comes in history when you have to take a stand for something. And that time has come. I've been saying all along that it's on you, it's on me, and it's on us. And that's what it is. I've heard a lot of this talk over the last week about this, um, (laughs) this ridiculous Q movement. Trust the plan. How's that plan working out for you? How's that working? I don't see any plan. I don't see a whole bunch of people getting arrested. I don't see Trump staying in office. Now, he had the opportunity to do certain things, and he did them. And he had an even bigger opportunity to do some things as he was leaving and he didn't do it. Now, why he didn't do these things, I don't know. And I don't think any of us are ever going to know. But I know this for a fact that that time is now here where it is on us. And I think after what we talked about yesterday, Bruce, you and I had a had a pretty good thing yesterday. Of course, I was, you know, you had to knock me down off my soapbox after, you know, a time or two. And I was saying Uh, One of the questions I was was actually asking, and it was just a, a general question to whoever was listening, and that is, how bad do people have to get hurt before you finally wake up? Well, you're about to find out. You're about to find out. All of you people out there, right, left, doesn't matter all of you people that bought into this Trump hatred, right? And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm no fan of the guy. I'm kind of like Marty when it comes to that. I'm I'm not a fan of that guy. He's a New York businessman. I've worked with New York businessmen. I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't care for him. But he was, without a doubt, probably one of the single best presidents in my lifetime, in my lifetime. So yeah, go ahead, Marty.
2: No, um, a thought occurred to me earlier today. When you buy a car, from from a, a brand new car from a dealership and you get it home and the next day you go out to go and take a drive, if it doesn't work and you telephone the dealership and say the car's not working, they say, no, oh, no, no, it won't do. Um, you, you know, we need more of your payments before it will start to work for you. Isn't that very much the same or it should be the same with politicians? In the first hundred days, what do they achieve? Do they start working straight away? I listened to Joe Biden's inauguration speech and i didn't hear one single thing that he's actually going to do and i'll be very very i will be very interested within the next hundred days to see what he does but what would be nice and this is this is my point is if he doesn't do as he says he's going to do and things don't improve it would be really really good if we could just press the reset button and have another election although Obviously, I wouldn't be able to vote because I'm not a U.S. citizen. I don't know why I'm so concerned, but I
0: am very concerned. I know why you're concerned because whatever happens in the U.S. is going to happen on this side of the pond too. Because the people will follow. The people will follow. There's no freedom in America. There's not going to be any freedom here. It's that simple. It's that simple.
2: I nearly regurgitated my dinner when I heard him say "We the People" because I know he doesn't mean it. Nah. Or if he does mean it, he
0: and not to mention the fact. He didn't write that speech. Trump, at least to his credit, wrote his own inauguration speech. Biden did that. This guy can't even string together a group of words to form a sentence. He made a few stumbles throughout that speech. It was quite a
2: long speech. And a couple of them could be considered Freudian slips. Um, I I can't exactly uh, recall where, but it was the difference between the word perceive and persevere. And um, it was all to do with the dark winter. We must make sure this dark winter perseveres, is the slip he made. And it's almost like he's thinking, yeah, we need need to keep the fear up. We need to keep the restrictions on. And and this dark winter that we're having needs to continue. That was the Freudian slip. But I can't exactly remember
0: exactly what he said. Well, as I said those of you that bought into the Trump hatred, you bought into your own destruction is what you've done. And now you're going to take the rest of us with you. And so I, I sincerely I sincerely hope on the other side of this that all of you, and I, I know history, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be naive. I'd like to sit here and say, I'll put it this way, I'd like to sit here and say that I hope all of you are going to understand the magnitude of what you have done, but you don't learn. You don't learn. You're like, and I hate to say this, I hate to say this, you're like the European so-called elites. You idiots never learn. You never learn. Whether you're French, German, Dutch, Belgian, Italian, Spanish, I don't give a damn. If you're in the upper classes of European society, you idiots never learn. You don't learn from history. Your own history at that. And your dumbasses are now rocketing the rest of us off the edge of a cliff. And guess what? There's no bottom. And God help you if we don't get to you before you kill all of us. That's my own opinion. That's my own opinion. Um, I'm, it's funny you should say that because again, that's that's a thought
2: that has occurred to me as I'm I was thinking about it maybe a, a day ago. The viciousness of the Treaty of Versailles, which forced down the German people and caused them, you know, the the, the common people were made to pay for the elites' mistake from the First World War and the the restrictions uh, on them and the sanctions on them in the Treaty of Versailles created the environment for a massive populist uprising. All it needed was a leader. And one of the things we talked about the other day was people like Gates buying up all the land. Here in the UK, most people own about 10 square metres of land. They don't own much more than that. I know in other parts of the world... People own a lot more land, they've got more space. You can tell me what was the premise for the uh, expansion of the Third Reich, Johnny? Believe it was Landen's Rome? yes.
0: They uh, Lebensraum. They were looking for they were looking for living space for the German people.
2: Yeah. And you know, how much space have people got? How much freedom have people actually got? Whether it's physical real estate or freedoms at the moment, we don't have much, do we? And this is going to have a backlash. There will be a backlash. And they, just like you said, the European elites have made this mistake time and time again. Why does history repeat itself? Because no one was listening in the first place. And it's happening again. And yeah, there will be an absolute upheaval and things will swing too far the other way. That's what's happened. From a stolen election, that's what's going to happen.
0: And Schwab knows it. He knows it. Uh, and we're going to get to that. We've got a clip of him today. that We're going to be playing uh, here in just a few minutes. But before we get too far off of this, I-, I want you to hear the the level of propaganda around this, this stolen election has already started. I mean, it is monumental. I heard this out of CNN last night, and I swear I I felt like I was ready to throw up right there after I heard this. Right. All right. I want you to take a listen to this. This is I, what the hell is his name? CNN's political director, Dave uh, Shalane. I, I think that's the name here. I, I don't know. Uh, I think that's him. But uh, he was on Wolf Blitzer. And I want you to hear what he had to say about the National Mall, the lighting of the National Mall. OK, now before before I get to that, I want you to understand something very clearly. And you mentioned something there about the Third Reich, Marty, and, I, and I'm I'm bringing that up in historical context in relation to what this guy's about to say. The Nazi rally at Nuremberg, yeah, everybody remembers those uh, those those famous clips. I mean, you can see them on like the History Channel, the Military Channel, and things like that when they do documentaries about uh, that that famous rally that they held there. Albert Speer, who was Hitler's architect, decided he was going to borrow these giant searchlights from Hermann Goering, who was the head of the Luftwaffe at the time, and create these columns of light because they didn't have enough time to actually build the columns in the stadium that they wanted to build. So Spear decided, okay, we're just going to use the columns and make it look like we have the stadium. Well, they did exactly the same thing in the National Mall last night. And I want you to hear this. Listen to this level of garbage coming out of this scumbag at CNN. let take a listen to this
1: from presidency. And the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are Just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool... I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms and contrast that with that video you just saw of a disgraced president on his way out at his lowest point, uh, in his presidency at the very end here, uh, by himself, uh, fighting for uh, his political movement to live on.
2: Yeah, um, if you ever hear me being that ebullient and and praising of a politician,
0: please shoot me. Is that not just absolutely disgusting to hear that? I mean, the the level with <laughs> the, prop- yeah, the, the level of yeah, but the level of propaganda to any sort of situation. Oh, the the level of propaganda here. I mean, it's it's already started. Uh, Bruce, what are they going to be saying about the uh, the first lady?
1: All right, it's already it's already started with that, hasn't it? Yeah, they're going to start saying that the how beautiful the first lady is and all this stuff when they go. Oh, I got a bridge. Nice I got a bridge in Arizona. I'm ready to sell you if that's the case. Uh, yeah, uh, and they had nothing nice to say about the last first lady who was a model, probably because already, she looked she looked better than all the rest of
0: them put together. I would yeah, imagine.
2: Yeah, they are. Um, they're already on on Facebook. Uh, posting the you know about Donald Trump's wife, saying that she's the most unpopular first lady ever. Why do they I- think they need to do that?
0: Don't know. Oh yeah, well, because they have to torpedo the image. That's Marxism. Is they have to deperson you. You get turned into persona non grata. That's the route they go with it. This is why not only did they try to uh, impeach this guy again for a second time, well, they did, but now they're saying, well, we need to go ahead with the trial in the Senate, even even though he's not president. Th- think of the lunacy behind these people. Like the, the amount. I, I almost want to. I, I want to compare them to the final days of the Roman Empire. Right. The, the elites and a lot of people, you can chalk that up to a few things. But I think these people are drinking the sapa out of the lead pots. Right. That's that's my opinion. Now, <laughs> Marty, maybe you'll laugh at me for that. But um, I think that's what they're doing. Well, some would
2: say that the Roman Empire actually never ended. It just changed its senators for cardinals and its Caesar for a pope. So Where is the, pope? The, the I imagine he's in the Vatican. Huh. Well, some I'm people truly are- ensconced.
0: Well, some people are speculating. Some some people are speculating because the lights supposedly went out one night in the Vatican uh, about almost two weeks ago now. And the Vatican ever since then has been sealed and no one's seen or heard anything from anyone.
2: Ah, oh, well, you see what it is. It's the annual game of Papal Hide and Seek has commenced. Oh, I got
0: so, you. OK, um, yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. 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 Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. Papal uh, Hide and Seek. He he did he did speak eleven. Uh, looks like it was eleven hours ago.
0: Oh, did he? Okay, all right. Well, yeah. I'm 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 curious. Why is he still there? He said he was going to follow in the footsteps of his predecessor and step down after seven years. It's been seven years and a couple of weeks. Well, with
2: all the COVID restrictions and the fewer numbers of visitors to the Vatican and Rome itself, I imagine he's waiting until the uh, concession stands have sold more produce. Last time I was in the Vatican when the Pope appeared, I, I was I was there um, in August, but the time before that, the Pope appeared and it was really fortunate because I'd just been to the, the concession shop and bought loads of gifts for people at home. And uh, this is a bit of a long one, so I apologize. But I asked the nun why the stuff down the far end of the counter, which is exactly the same as the stuff that I was in front of, was twice or maybe three times the price and she said oh they've all been personally blessed by the pope so i bought the stuff that hadn't been blessed and and was gonna just take that home but then as i was stood in the vatican square the pope appeared and this isn't a joke this really happened and he he conveyed a blessing to everyone who was gathered there to their extended families and any artifacts they may have in their possession so i got all my stuff blessed for free and and the people I gave it to were really happy. So so thanks, Papa.
0: I, uh, I that was a touching story, to be honest with you. And you saved some money on top of that at the Vatican of all places.
2: Well, you, yeah, uh, because the um, fast food and drinks uh, vehicles outside the Vatican, where everyone gets off the um, gets off the buses and the trams, sixteen euros for a coke. Yep. And when I was there the time before, it was very hot. You know, forty degree heat. You had people from all over the world, poor people who'd saved up to come to do their pilgrimage to the Vatican and see the Pope. People from the Far East, people from India, people from South America. They can't afford that. Admittedly, there are fountains with free water dispersed around the Was it blessed by area. I imagine not. I imagine not. I imagine this was unblessed. Fresh water.
0: Well, speaking of people that travel all around the world, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Davos group right now. I was, I was bashing on poor old Klaus yesterday. I was whooping up on him pretty hard with some words and, um, Yeah, honestly, I think rightfully so. Making reference to uh, a clip that we're going to play here in just a second. And uh, he's talking about actually what you just brought up, uh, Marty, is he says that, um, well, obviously the, um, you know, the populations are angry and yeah, they're going to get more angry. And so we need to prepare ourselves. See, they already know that they've pissed off a whole bunch of people and they're going to piss off a whole hell of a lot more. So that pendulum is going to try and violently swing back the other way. And we're going to see, that's the thing. People like us, we don't want it to swing violently back the other way on the opposite end. We want to be able to grab the damn thing, stop it in the middle and chain it to the floor and then weld it there. That's what we want to do. But go ahead.
2: Uh, I just remembered another bit of Biden's speech. Uh,
0: (laughs) And we move on from this clown yet. Go ahead.
2: no, 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 no. Because... It's, uh, it was the bit about putting yourself in other people's shoes. And what a really good piece of advice for any world leader or for anyone with any kind of influence. If Klaus Schwab put himself in my shoes or someone like me and thought, does this from working class, now lower middle class, perhaps British guy want us to reset the world? And the answer would be no. But he hasn't done that. He hasn't thought about what the majority of the people who pay taxes, who create wealth, who work hard, he hasn't thought about what they want. All he's thought about is creating a world where his elite friends can rule over a greatly reduced population of zero-asset thralls, basically, and he's not put himself into other people's shoes. So... So maybe Biden ha- made a good point there.
1: Uh, before we move off of Biden real quick, um, I was glancing at the, uh, they, they do the uh, reflaying for the unknown soldier. But, you know, uh, take a wild guess who was also there in attendance of past presidents. Uh, Obama. Obama, Clinton, Bush. Bush, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I could recognize them. them. Even with the masks on, I could tell yeah. who they were.
1: Uh, agreed, yeah. I was looking at it. And I was watching, and I'm like, That looks like all the past presidents, uh, except for Trump, obviously, because, you know, he's the one in exile currently because of all that. And uh, and then I'm also scrolled down and seen a picture of Garth Brooks. And I wanted to mention that he has aged, put on some weight. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's amazing. You have all those people up there and they were performing and, and putting out announcements to an empty crowd. I mean, there wasn't Mm. anyone there except for the twenty-five thousand troops they had in the National Mall. That was it. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're so legitimate, why are you hiding behind
1: twenty-five thousand armed troops? Just saying. Supposedly, Marty might know the answer to this one, but supposedly the troops—they were all armed, but not uh, no ammunition. There's only a few that actually had ammunition.
0: No no magazines in the guns. Why? Uh, Yeah, it's just all for looks. I would imagine that there
2: were. People with weapons, armed, loaded, locked, ready to go. But the last thing you want is everybody. You don't need thirty-five thousand people, or however many it was. I think it was around about that number that as as the ring of steel around the whole um, national mm-hmm. mall. But no, you when it kicked off, if it kicks off, if, if it kicks off they would be given the order to load at that point. There, there is no point in having a man there with a weapon if he's got no ammunition. So they would have had ammunition available and they would have loaded
0: uh, when given the order. But what was the point? I mean, is it is it just to show that, okay, yeah, uh, here we are, this is what we're doing and what are you going to do about it? I mean, may, maybe that's it. The, I mean, that's, that's the message I'm looking at, possibly. I don't know. But when you have a group of people that are now talking about, and, and I'm serious, they're talking about this, they're talking about leaving the uh, the barricades of the Capitol up. Listen here, all you people up there, all you illegitimate scum up there on the Hill. As I said, I want all those election results looked at because I'll bet a lot of you aren't even supposed to be there. How about that? Let's look at whether or not any of you are actually supposed to be there. Forget the president. We'll deal with that later. But let's look and see if whether or not any of you have actually been legitimately elected to be in there to represent we the people. And by the way, you don't own that house. We do. The taxpayers do, so you can't fence off a house that you don't own. But I digress. Before I get too heated, as I did yesterday, and I don't want to do that, I'll leave that for you today, Marty. Sorry, I'll leave it for you. But uh, let's get over to the Davos group. So Davos meeting is coming up. It's in five days. It's going to be virtual this year. It's not going to be in the Middle East. Uh, it's going to be all virtual because of COVID. You see, because of this this big crisis and this this big. Um, this big mess that we've just got to deal with and we, we just don't know how to deal with it. We we just don't know how to deal with it. All these democracies, we just don't know how to deal with all this because it's it's outdated and and yeah, we just we, we haven't been able to, to get a handle on it.
2: I wonder if they're still gonna charge the I think it was something like twenty-five thousand pounds to attend or twenty-five thousand
0: dollars to attend.
2: To attend. Yeah, each each delegate normally pays about twenty five thousand.
0: oh i see I okay well yeah you've got to pay for the glass of champagne and and i'm sure i mean you got to pay for schwab's salary somehow somehow but oh i'm excuse me he yeah, says okay. he doesn't take a salary i'm sorry but he but somehow he makes enough to live comfortably in switzerland according to him
2: yeah and i'm not sure how many delegates there are but i'm imagining it's in the hundreds
0: well, I'm and, going to name um, off a few here, and there's going to be many celebrities there. Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be there this year. Uh, he was there the last time. And as a matter of fact, he sat right next to Joe and Jill Biden, just on a side note. Uh, yeah, It's crazy, I know. So the World Economic Forum organizers are expecting leaders, including, I know this comes as a shock, Chinese President Xi Jinping, Indian Prime Minister Modi will be there, German Chancellor Angela Merkel will be there, South African President Ramaphosa will be there. Uh, this is going to be a virtual gathering, of course, because of, of COVID. Right. So we, I mean, we can't we can't be infecting anybody, you know. So uh, the COVID-19 pandemic doused the plans for its annual in-person event in Davos, Switzerland. Oh, it's just a shame. Just a shame. You you criminal scum can't get together and watch Klaus pet his white cat with his diamond necklace. I still think that we should sue Sky News Australia over that. Klaus was bouncing a white cat on his name. <laughs> bouncing a white cat on his knee. Uh, you, you gotta laugh, right? You gotta laugh. I'm, I'm just
2: being flippant here, but you know what this reminds me of? Uh, when you watch the Godfather films and they gather all the wise guys together and the, the Don's there and there's always friction between different parts of the mob, but when they come together in this one place, the Don's in control and that Don at the moment sounds like Schwab. So you've got You've got incidents between uh, Xi Jinping and Modi in Kashmir. You've got conflict between India and China on that border. But when they all come together and meet in Davos, or virtually this time, obviously they won't have the kitty that they normally have, not Klaus's kitty with the diamond necklace, but all the money that goes together that they collect from each delegate, which I'm sure just pays for hookers and coke. But they'll get together. They'll decide... For the rest of the world, what's going to happen? They'll decide who's going to run what racket, and it's just like a mafia meeting.
0: Well, now, maybe you're jumping the gun there just a little bit, my friend. Maybe you're just jumping the gun a little bit. Forum founder Klaus Schwab has said the aim of the virtual Davos agenda, uh, starting on January 25th, is to... Now, this is what they're going to be doing at this event. They're going to restore trust, right? Because apparently they've lost it somewhere. I don't know why. And engage all stakeholders in business, not shareholders... Stakeholders, and they're going to engage all governments, civil societies, and beyond to help build a more peaceful and prosperous post-Corona era. Do, do they know when this post-Corona era is going to start? Uh, does, I does think that it's
2: mean they're going to stop having people. Spray it, spray it around large areas of population. I, I an think it's can or
0: well, yeah, like. possibly. I think it's supposed to stop. I could be wrong here. I'm just guessing. That I'm re- and I'm really just guessing. I think it's supposed to stop somewhere around the time of the end of 2029, start of 2030. I'm, I'm not sure if that's right or not, but that's my guess.
2: Ah, okay.
0: The event so- runs. St- go ahead.
2: No, I was going to ask that you were going to tell us more about the event. I I need something else to be funny about.
0: The event runs throughout the week with daily themes on subjects like economic systems, responsible growth, cooperation, and the harnessing of technologies in the fourth industrial revolution, which is a common theme for the World Economic Forum. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because Schwab wrote a book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution that he wants to sit at the head of. Borga Brendi, I think that's the correct name, the forum president said Xi and Modi will also be joined by the Japanese prime minister, Suga, and the South Korean president, Moon Jae-in, for the event. And such leaders will consider the role that Asia will play in the recovery. Well, how about we try and well, could, could we possibly shift that agenda a little bit and and say that what was the role in Asia in the origin? How about that? Can we do that? Can, can we ask that question? Even is that is that entirely possible? Can we? That all
2: that? depends on what happens to Dr. Lieber and his forthcoming uh-huh. investigation and hopefully subsequent trial for his collusion with the CCP and and, um, Fauci. and Fauci. Well, I don't know about that. What I said was, it is highly unlikely that people at that level in their professional field wouldn't know what the others are doing and and how they're doing what they're doing. So maybe Fauci. So if he gets a proper trial rather than it all gets dismissed and brushed under the carpet now that Biden's got his behind the Oval, in, in, in the Oval Office, then we might see China's role in the whole COVID situation properly analysed
0: and properly revealed. But what do you think of the chances of that actually happening? It depends on how long... Mr. Biden has his, uh, how did you put it, his bum behind the desk. It depends on how long he's back there.
2: Yeah, it's the Oval Office, but the desk has got a name as well, hasn't it? What's it called?
0: The Resolute Desk. As a matter of fact, it was a, uh, it was a gift from you all. <laughs> Thank you all very much. It, nice.
2: it was a gift from Queen Victoria, I believe. Yeah. And she had one very similar, and it's got lots of secret little compartments and uh-huh. things in it. Yeah, there's
0: only two in the world. So and the Red- there's yeah. yeah. There's- one of the, I think it's, I think it's at Buckingham, I think. Yeah. And then yeah. the other ones the damn in the,
2: in the have such a lovely piece of furniture. Yeah, yeah.
0: At, which We're going to have a conversation one of these days about those damn scepters. I want to hear about those and how those things work. Uh, but anyway, other expected leaders at the World Economic Forum this year include Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, French President Emmanuel Macron, and President Ivan Duque of Colombia. The annual event in Davos typically draws thousands of elites- to the alpine snows to discuss ways of building a better future. Yeah, you got tired of we the little people showing up at your doorstep at your conference telling you all to drop dead. So now you're going to do it virtually. But I have a clip of Klaus and we're going to play it now. And uh, this is him back in October talking about the election and post-election and where we are now. And I want you to see if what he talked about back then lines up with what we got today and what we have coming. Because I think to your earlier point, Marty, that placeholder has now been set And now I'm so glad. Sorry, I'm so glad that I have made a point because sometimes I feel
2: I just waffle on in a pointless fashion. So thanks, mate.
0: No, I I don't. Oh, I don't feel like you waffle on at all. But anyway, let's uh, let's give a listen to uh, to dear old Klaus here.
2: I don't know how it will
3: play out in uh, November. But what we know is that we will end up with many more unemployed and uh, particularly also people in the gray economy, which are not counted for, uh, who lose their jobs. So we will see definitely a lot of anger uh, already now, but probably increase by the end of the year, uh, because this crisis will be with us until we really have found a remedy. So... um, We have to prepare for a more angry world, and uh, how to prepare? Uh, It means to take the necessary action, to create a fairer world, um, to see that uh, we provide everybody with uh, decent access to the health system, um, that we make sure that those people uh, who are really left behind, uh, and I'm not speaking only on national levels, I'm speaking also Nationally, if I see now uh, the tragedy in some of the emerging countries like South Africa, like some countries in East Asia, I think it's all uh, – I, I don't have too many remedies. The, the remedies have to be discussed through dialogue by the stakeholders of our global system. but. Um, I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. To what extent would a reset be brought about by a change in the White House, the election of Joe Biden, for instance? I don't know. Um, we first we shouldn't speculate about the outcome of the election. We will see uh, beginning of November, and then we we can. In any case, uh, we can, and the World Economic Forum uh, is uh, very open and as uh, an open platform to integrate everybody who is willing to address those issues in a spirit, which means uh, to exercise here uh, true global citizenship.
0: Would you care to start? You're talking to me, aren't you? I
2: can tell. I'm just absolutely amazed at the level of prophecy, accuracy um, that Clive speaks with. How does he know that there's going to be so many people out of work? If the election hadn't been stolen and Donald Trump was still president, I think he was making all kinds of moves to stimulate your economy, to grow jobs, all those kind of things. Creepy Joe, who I will, and that's how I will continue to refer to him from now on, Creepy Joe was talking about the same thing, about growth in jobs and so on and so forth. So why will the world be so angry? Well, why will America be so angry? It's because COVID is being used to crush our economies. It's being used by these evil bastards to destroy jobs, destroy people's lives, because we don't matter. All that matters to them is that the planet gets to live a little bit longer or rather climate change gets controlled, which is what they believe needs to happen. And that there are fewer people about to resist their plans. That's what they're after. They're, they're after, this, as I said before, a smaller population of zero asset thralls. That's what they want. So Klaus, pray, pray,
0: Klaus, that you and I are never in the same room. You know, he, um, as you say, he's quite the prophet when it comes to that. Now, how, how does he know that it's going to increase? That's funny. It, it could it be for the fact that he says that uh, you got something you want to say on that, Bruce, before I go any further?
1: No, I was just going to make a statement on um, uh, Biden. The speeches he's given, he's talked about how this is a dark winter and essentially all alluding saying, to the fact it's gonna that it's going to be darker. They're all saying They're all saying Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But my point in saying that was Trump on the campaign trail was the only one saying uh, positive things. I personally don't think. Uh, Biden intends to do anything to spur the economy. Some of the plans he's put forward will increase our debt by another $11 trillion. That's just the surface level. If everything goes well, no wars, no more disasters, those kind of things, $11 trillion. And I've heard speculation, whoever does it in Washington that that calculate these, calculates these things, which department it is, they're speculating that within the next 30 years, we will be at hundred and ten trillion dollars of debt, I believe, or a hundred and seven, somewhere in that range. And still, so, no Green New Deal. I don't know if that's not. I, I think most of that was just from Social Security and you know our, our automated debts, if you will, you know the things that grow automatically over time. So, uh, and, and when a country owes that kind of money, who do they owe it to? Currently, no country can begin to buy our debt at this stage no Um, single country no
2: but someone is underwriting that level of borrowing well since covid it's the imf
1: yeah well, since COVID, it's been the Fed.
0: Yeah, but the Fed is just, I mean, all that is, is it's, it's a foreign arm of that same cartel. That's all that is, is it's a mm-hmm. its a subsidiary of what is the IMF, which it's actually it, the European arm of that is the IMF. But the US side of that and the Canadian side of it and all the rest of it, that is in South America, that's the World Bank.
2: And when there's a run on the banks, what happens? What they'll happens, close the banks. What is the, they'll close the banks and they will foreclose on the loans.
0: Yeah, they, they will literally they will literally shut up. They, they will literally shut out your access to all of it. I mean, they will shut down online banking. They will shut down ATMs. They will shut down the banks. You won't be able to go there and they will plunge your dollar. And you will, in the words of Thomas Jefferson, wake up homeless.
2: Yeah, they're not. And, and your pension okay. fund, your, you know, your annuity will be worth nothing because they will they, just wipe it all out and i think as i've said before this is what has precipitated the situation in the first
1: place this is why they need, they feel they need to do this reset on the other side of this they're also trying to so i think it's the it's it's another uh means to come to the same ends but they're going after conservatives and saying one of the policies trump put in place uh, before he left was to basically put rules in place to keep banks from canceling, closing or stopping uh, business with uh, like uh, gun manufacturers or just conservatives in general. Basically, they're saying, uh, Trump said uh, with this this policy, you can't target people based on their political ideology. Basically, the Democrats have said, we're going to fight this and we're going to change it. And we're going to start targeting conservatives. And not only are they going to start targeting—well, by conservative, I'm meaning anybody that supported Trump. So if you voted for Trump, congratulations—we have a record of that. Uh, your social media, any of that—we'll go back over the next uh, over the last five and a half years. If you posted anything that was pro-Trump, you're a target. We're going to cancel you and your businesses and your you know means to access funds. And it's going to be the same thing. It's just another means to that end. In this case, though, it's more of a Marxist idea to where you have that enemy that you can target and they'll go after them first. And once once they get conservatives under control, if you will, they'll then start going to further left and go after them.
0: All you moderate leftists out there, all you moderate Democrats that thought you were doing something good by jumping on that bandwagon to get rid of Trump, they're going to come after you.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we spoke a little while ago about the United Nations disarmament officers that were being recruited. Not saying that's about to happen, but let's let's keep an eye on the news. Not that you can trust the news that much, but let's let's keep an eye and see if there are any of these um these disarmament officers starting to do whatever they're supposed to do and it was US based, not globally like I thought it was when I first read the advert so maybe they are they're,
1: They they probably are coming after the guns well i mean biden's already said they're going to and uh who is it uh uh beta beta o'rourke he's saying that um hell yeah we're going to come after your guns so he's the that'd guns be the, are that'd be the biggest mistake they can make would be that, be that honest. that's honestly they'll they'll try to do something like a buyback like they've done in other states and they'll do a a, a quote unquote, mandatory buyback. Nobody's going to turn in the guns. The next step they'll have to do at that point is confiscate the guns. Well, to confiscate guns, you're going to have to knock on people's doors. Not going to be, it's not going to go well. And honestly, places like where I'm at, or Texas or some of these other states. It depends on okay, actually I should I should I should clarify. If what happened during this last election doesn't happen again. Ha ha. Yeah. Like that's really we just gave them the okay and clearance to do it. And your vote it actually matters. Uh, the governor elections are coming up. Next year, I believe, or they they begin anyway. I think. It won't matter it? or no, it won't it matter. anyway. If um, there's if if they still have voting machines, it won't matter. that's 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 what I was saying. Uh, that that's literally what, if if what happened in November continues, like it it continues, it's not gonna matter. But if your vote really does matter and you you vote someone in a governor in that is constitutional, that stands with the Constitution, they can stand and say, no, not here. You're not taking guns. And they can protect your your constitutional rights on a state level. The state overpowers the Fed when it comes to this, this kind of thing. Same with your sheriffs. It boils down to the governors have more power in this kind of situation over the Fed. And then when you get down to the local level, the sheriff has more power than uh, the governor in this. So if, even if the governor comes in and says, we're going to take your guns, if a sheriff says, no, not here, not in this county, you're not. That's why uh, we were encouraging you to not only keep an eye on, but also vote for good politicians, good representatives at a local level, you know, be it mayor, sheriff, whatever. You need to have that uh, base at a local level so you can protect yourself, if you will, and your constitutional rights, and then move up from there going to governor, representative, senator, and so forth. But to Johnny's point, that all doesn't matter if they have the voting machines and, you know, do the same stuff they were doing. The same shenanigans, which you know they will.
2: I'm going to task myself with some some writing um, to put down what I think is is needed, and and perhaps on, on one of the next upcoming podcasts we can discuss that. But we've got I mean you. By that, we've got you on Friday for the exclusive. You can bring it up there if you want. That's if I've done the writing by then. I'll try to. But what what I want to to think about and and write down is we all know each other well enough now. To know that we are people who want a peaceful, fair system of government and we don't want violence. The right to bear arms is your Second Amendment. Yeah. And that's written into the Constitution. And any president that wants to um, remove that amendment uh, needs to make it a nationwide
1: vote. There has to be consensus on it. To give you a quick, the process you have to have two thirds of congress and the senate basically so the house and senate they have to have two-thirds vote two-thirds majority in favor of this president has to sign off on it but if two-thirds of the states say no then no so basically you have to have two-thirds of of the population that agrees and they don't have what
2: i think we need
1: in both your country and mine is a
2: way to circumvent the elected people Um,
0: Well, there is. There is. There is. There is a way to do this. Now, I I know that you might think that this sounds radical, but I actually heard this today. But it has to be done at the local level. And I'm not I'm not advocating for this in all circumstances, but I'm advocating for this in a sense where you have a, a situation where your election could be compromised at the local level. So here's what you do. You have your candidate put forth by the community and you have a paper ballot system and you hold your own elections off to the side and you say, this is our guy and he will be represented because this is who we want. We're not trusting your voting machines. We don't care about your damn voting machines. Hold your own independent elections off to the side of it, and you put that candidate forth. But you don't accept the fact that, oh, well, uh, well we lost because uh, we use these voting machines, and that's, that's what they said. Th- and that's the problem. That's the problem right there is we don't have the system that's being implemented that's actually trustable. We've now lost the integrity in our electoral process it's gone. What I'm more thinking of is four years is too
2: long. Four years is too long to let somebody do what they want with your government and my government, for instance. The people need a way to trigger a general election fast if they know that the person who is in charge of their country is corrupt, is bought and paid for by the New World Order, and we need to be able to get rid of get rid of them, get them out of power fast. And I think over the coming months, we, we the people, both the people of the US and the people of the UK, will see the truth of the level of corruption and duality, you know, the duplicitousness of our leaders. And we should be able to trigger peacefully a way of getting rid of them. But that's the one thing that both our
1: systems is missing. We technically have that here in the U.S. It's, it's the impeachment process. The representative who is supposed to represent you from your state, um, basically the impeachment happens, that goes to the Senate, they go trial, and the Senate then in the trial votes to either remove or you know, acquit or what have you uh, the president. So, I mean, in a sense, we have that, uh, but you would have to remove both the president and vice president to trigger... A um election, if you will, and I don't even think at that point we even we the people so uh get to vote on it i'm I'm pretty sure it's uh at that point it's they're they're appointed or it's voted from the house, so it's not it's not a general election but yeah i I see what you're saying we 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 have something similar, but not what you're saying to enact that you would need a lot of money
2: to make it to make it happen what needs to be in place? is some form of online, or I I know know the issue with online ballots and all the rest of it, but a system where someone using their national health number or national security number logs on and ticks a box that says, time for an election. And if enough people have done that, you know, we're we're talking a large majority, then it should happen. Uh, Four years is simply too long to let someone untrustworthy run a country and and in in the the modern world with our marvelous information technology i'm sure something that like that could be rigged up that would be a real vote winning policy from any any political party to put that kind of thing forward um uh, you know you know they don't like referendums, which is what what that amounts to. They They don't like referendums because it stops them doing what they want to do. Instead, they have to go with the will of the people. Brexit being a prime example. Cameron is roundly despised by most politicians now for giving us the chance to have a referendum. And, you know, that's what people
1: want. So uh if we could ensure that the, uh, the, the the vote is you know secure and that because this is the, the this is the problem I would have uh, with something like that. Trump was so hated by the left. Uh, you know, Trump derangement syndrome was strong. I would hate to see another system in place that could trigger like uh, an, an, for example, the impeachment that they did. The Dems had control of the House. So they just went ham and impeached him. I mean, it was it was all partisan. It was there was no no precedent to do any of the impeachments, either of the impeachments. He was wrongfully impeached. I'm, I'm I'm concerned that it would be exploited if the system was not secured. You could exploit it and just remove the president and get in who you want. At this point, the way the whole voting system is screwed up now, it wouldn't matter. Even if we did have uh, the ability to do that, they would just screw with the elections again. So we, we um, I mean, in the immediate, we need to fix the voting process. And then, you know, something like that. I, I'd be for that. I mean, if the president does something, you know, pretty bad, corruption, whatever, just vote him out. Yeah, I'm for it. In the UK, we the
2: Conservative Party have got an organization within them called the 1922 Committee. And they are senior conservatives who could remove Boris Johnson from office, but It's too incestuous, the whole setup, everything that's happening at the moment. People like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who he spoke such a great game, but has proved to be uh, as, as corrupt and as greedy as all of the others. But that 1922 committee should, by now, the moment Boris Johnson said build back better and made that linked hand, thumbs up gesture, the 1922 committee should have removed him. And in the US if the the groundswell of opinion was during Donald Trump's uh term that the the country wanted him to be removed or the majority of the country wanted him to be removed then it probably would have been right to put in the next republican and see how how he got on because quite frankly you you're right the the hatred for Donald Trump helped the Democrats win the election. And it was down to his mannerisms, his past, things that he'd said, which were fairly indefensible and and sexist. But at the end of the day, that's how we judge our politicians nowadays. We don't judge them on what they've achieved, but we judge them on personality.
0: It's a personality competition. But you're you're saying that he actually... Okay, if he actually won that, okay, fine. But he didn't. He didn't. There's a big difference. By the way, this is breaking. The state of Arizona has now agreed as of today they have now agreed to turn over all relevant information from the uh, dominion voting systems in question for a full audit in the state of Arizona
2: did Arizona shred their ballots not that we know of i'm quite surprised that they have to agree at all or given the option to agree or disagree those ballots well they were, are they, the were under of court, federal, they were under federal court
0: schedule they were under court order yeah they were under court order to have them turned over and they didn't do it they were holding and stalling and not picking up the phone and no one was going to answer them and this and that. But now that the inauguration's over, oh, sure, sure, we'll turn everything over. That's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, because now it's your your cousin who's the cop that's going to investigate you, kind of. This, this audit will be a sham. And the little bit of research that I did tells me that the ballots are the property of the people, not the government, sorry, they're the property of the people for 24 or 22 months after the election for that exact purpose so that they can be properly audited. And I mentioned before the guy who invented the QR code, he's got hardware and software that can tell if a piece of paper has been folded and mailed. And there's so many points of contact with those ballots, the genuine ones, that they will easily be able to identify the genuine ones from the fake ones. And it just, it staggers me that the states the individual states have got the audacity to not just say there you go there's all the information there's the ballots because that's what should have happened straight away how can they be allowed to stall
1: and and say no it shouldn't happen none of our none of our politicians were willing to stand up in fact the the judges that were bought off by soros many of them were the ones Shooting down some of these um, lawsuits and everything that were that were started by the the, the lawyers uh, Trump's lawyers, they were basically saying either they didn't have precedent, they didn't have evidence. Which the evidence argument, in and of itself, well, yeah, of course we don't have evidence because we need access to the ballots. We need an audit to prove the evidence, but we can't get the evidence for those without a warrant. You know, and you you show them, look, we, we see signs of fraud. There's evidence that shows that there's signs of it, but there's not evidence in the sense of, well, here it is. You know, it's not, it's not admissible in court, I guess, is what they were saying. You know, all the other stuff is just hearsay or, you know, plausibility no or whatever. It's a, well, the no standing one was technically the Supreme Court telling Texas to, you know, sit on their thumb and rotate. Basically, they they were saying that um, literally the, the court in the US, that is one of the main jobs for the court. Is to oversee lawsuits between states. They literally told Texas "f you,"
0: and the twenty plus other states that signed on with it. Yeah, I tell you what, guys, we've got to
2: be careful for our own mental health and credibility. We don't want to sit here sounding like sore losers. I've got no, I've got no actual skin in the game. My country has, and knowing that Biden is pro European Union proud of his Irish republican heritage i don't think he's going to be a friend to britain but what we mustn't do is is just sit here and and sound like sour grapes we've got to come up with with something better and it may take a few days for us to to be able to um to think about how we're going to react to what's happened i um, actually well,
0: I, I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I, I'm not I'm not a sore loser. I, I'm not a uh, I'm not going to sit here in bellyache. I'm I'm not I'm not what the other people are if their guy doesn't win. Trump wasn't my guy. America's my guy. The Constitution is my guy. We the people. That is more important to me. I don't give a damn who's sitting behind that desk. I, I don't care who. It yeah, is. yeah. So, sorry, you're right. I I didn't
2: mean that to to sound like I was. No, no, no.
0: But I'm not. Accusing, I, I'm not but, upset. No, no, no. I'm not upset. You just got be mindful. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I know that there's a lot of pissed off and there's a lot of uh, demoralized and distraught people out there because of it. But as I started the podcast tonight, I said, it's not on Trump. It's on us. So I look at this as a good thing, you know, to take a line from Bernie Sanders, who was sitting out there in the cold alone by himself with a mask today. That's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because if you weren't awake before, you're going to be now and you're going to be awake real fast. So I don't think my friend, that this is a a time to sit around a bellyache. I think now uh, things are going to move at lightning speed. And we got a lot of work to do. And we've got a lot of people to get on side and wake the hell up in the coming days.
2: Yeah, you're right. We've just got to help people wake up. And as we see things unfold politically, policy-wise, what they're going to actually do regarding covid what they're actually going to do regarding immigration what my government might do regarding how brexit is unfolding and we'll see what the actual truth is and then know where to act and how we can respond uh to resist the reset and uh 25th of january we're going to we're going to watch the uh the live streaming of the davos meeting we will, yeah yeah we will. and uh I'll have, I'll have a big thick clean notepad and a new pen ready to take notes because what people need to do as as i've said before is read between the lines decipher their weasel words and see what they're actually saying
0: you know i he- i heard this uh, the other day and this was a uh... Uh, a former uh, defense intelligence guy, and you—you might have liked this. He was talking about the uh, the Great Reset and Schwab and all the rest of him. He was on another podcast. I was listening to him. And it was hilarious to listen to him because he was the old, you know, uh, the old retired guy that worked in, in counterterrorism and and all of that. And uh, you know, right after nine eleven, and he says, "Great Reset, huh? Yeah, I got a Great Reset for you. It's a little bit different from yours, but uh, I think that uh, we can get together and we can talk about a Great Reset if you want." <laughs> I
2: don't disagree with him. Well, Soros. Sorry, I'm just going to to spit on the floor again. (laughs) Soros makes his money, makes his billions out of instability. He backs both sides in a struggle and buying up currency or selling currency to make huge profits. And, you know, he's known as the man who broke the Bank of England. And that's what their game is. I saw a meme, and you know what I'm like for lazy memes, but it was a list of, (laughs) All the presidents, not all the presidents, but maybe five or six presidents before Trump and a list of the wars that they took America into. And Trump has taken you into no war at all. And all the previous ones had four or five, maybe six entries under their names where they've taken you into conflict globally. And they were mostly Democrat presidents. And it's that instability caused by war that people like Soros make their money out of Likewise, the World Bank, the Rothschilds, that's how they made their money. And there will be conflict. There's bound to be conflict and there's bound to be more instability as a result of COVID, the restrictions of them not releasing us from the restrictions when they should. There isn't a government in the world at the moment where their people are not unhappy because every government will be being blamed for the COVID restrictions. And whatever they do, they will be vilified by their own people for it. In a lot of countries, the people can't actually speak out. They have to just do as they're told because the totalitarian rule prevents them from speaking out through fear. And that totalitarian rule is what people like Klaus Schwab has got planned for us as well. I don't know if there was a point in that anywhere at all. But it felt good to get it off my chest, so thank you.
0: You know, you're going to be—you uh, say you're going to be devoting some time here the next few days to uh, to some writings, and uh, I, I have to admit, I'm curious as to what you're going to come up with because uh, you know you, you are quite the uh, quite the poet when you put your mind to it. Uh, I mean, I still remember uh, one from way back when, almost uh, from almost ten years ago, uh, about how you retired, and I remember that one.
2: I'll look that one up for Friday. I was telling Bruce. Before we came on air, um, today I was requested to write a sea shanty about continents because of uh, someone I know who works within the the, the NHS in the field of continents or incontinence. And um, that was the highlight of my day. That was only 20 minutes and I put together a sea shanty based on continents. And I'll have to tell you that another time. Maybe not appropriate for a family show at the moment.
0: Well, just hold it for Friday. So for those of you who would like to listen to our first uh, exclusive podcast, it will be on our Telegram channel and only on our Telegram channel. And apparently Marty's going to introduce us to his new expanded vocabulary this week on uh, well, actually, you as a listener, if you're already subscribed to us on Telegram, which a lot of you are, uh, we've gotten a lot of new subscribers over there. Thank you all very much. Uh, But that will be coming out for you on Saturday. So you'll get that extra one. But we're out of time today. Uh, Anything else that uh, you wanted to uh, you wanted to mention here before we uh, wrap up? No,
2: I just want to say that, yeah, Friday's going to be a, you know, uh, have a world flavor because I can actually swear in about seven languages.
0: And I'm sure that some of the uh, some of the usual listeners are looking forward to that because they get all excited when you're coming on anyway. They, they always ask, hey, when's he back on again? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You just, you just, you know, you're just flattering me now. Thank you. No, well, no, it's not me. Not me. It's your fan base. It's, it's the... Uh, it's there. I say it, it's the American women. It's the accent. That, that's all it is. It's, it's the accent. Well,
2: I'll do, I'll do my best for the ladies. And I'm sure they appreciate
0: that very much. Anyway. All right. I would normally plug our um, our parlor information, which supposedly it's going to be coming back up some uh, sometime here within the next couple of weeks, but remains to be seen what the future of social media is going to be at the moment. But um I will, however, plug our Telegram channel. Again, we have an exclusive podcast coming up this week. You will get it on Saturday, but you will only get it by being subscribed to us on our Telegram channel. I would highly recommend you go over to your Apple store, your Play store, whatever you have on your device, download Telegram, register and join our channel. Search for Dynamic Independence. We will pop right up. You can join us and you will get not only the podcast that we mirror here, you will also get the exclusive podcast that we're going to start doing this week. So uh, give a uh, get subscribed to us and joined up with us over there. Yeah, that's um, that's that's going to be probably the place we're all going to fall back to in the future, uh, barring any shocking revelations in the coming days. But um, yeah, I would highly recommend that uh, that all of you do that. Also, if you'd like to contact us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips.dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass along to friends, family, and associates. We are trying to grow uh, in these trying and troubling times. And as I said to uh, Marty and the guys here just a few minutes ago, this is not a time to be depressed. It's not a time to be down in the dumps and belly aching and, and feeling sorry and like you lost and all that stuff. No, this is the time that we need to buckle down and get laser focused on what the real problem is and what we need to be doing. So in the coming days, We're going to be looking to expand our audience as much as possible, but we need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for the
2: evening. Good night, and thank you. And I'll be back Friday, and the listeners will hear me Saturday,
0: and you guys. Fantastic. We look forward to it. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you to all the listeners. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, man.